absolute power corrupts absolutely. everyone and welcome once again to a Sunday morning, a hot, blistering Sunday morning on the East Coast. We may be setting some records here, folks. It is burning up. As soon as I get out of here, I'm going to try to find some relief in cooling this person, this person off. I'm JT, a.k.a. The Master. And it's, the number to call in is 347 637-3220. 347-637-3220 is a place to be if you want to talk to JT, The Master. I hate to say it like that in this, this day and age, but it's I'm using it in a different term. Um, and that's me. I'm uh, using it as in the master of fantasy. Let me put it that way. It's just a pat, pat on my back. Make me feel a little bit better. Not to offend anybody. You know what I'm saying? That's how, I, that's how we go. It's all in fun. I'm thinking about changing the name of the program anyway from the master plan. Master plan is good. Maybe I should change my moniker, not the master. Hello. <laughs> uh, that probably would be better. The master plan is fine. It's just uh, rather than that should drop the master. Anyway, we're going to be talking about some politics. We're going to be talking about some um, um, sports. Not too heavy. Well, all depends on who calls in and how heavy we can get. Let me put it that way. Um, or we, we get. But I'm the host of the show, so I control what takes place on this show. And uh, I'll try to keep it light. Uh, got a little heavy last week. Had a few calls in it. I always appreciate my callers, regardless if it's um, uh, if I'm getting excuse me negative vibes or positive vibes from my callers. It's all good. Uh, because you, you, you got to have opposing opinions to be able to learn and, and to be able to improve yourself, improve your thinking, uh, expand your thinking, be able to see both sides of the, of, of the equation, and you you have your beliefs, and they and most you know people that think differently have their beliefs, and. Uh, it's always good to, to know what the other side is thinking. Um, and I hope it's vice versa. Okay. And, and I hope it has uh, in the future, not that it did one, wasn't last year, cause it, I mean, last week, because it was, civil conversations. You can agree to disagree. So, I mean, it is what it is. All right. Here we go. 
Where do I start? Okay. I'll start, I'll start like this. All right. In a few weeks, we're going to be starting the Olympics. Uh, and as of today, sometime today, if it hasn't been decided, the U.S. Uh, the uh, Olympic, uh, the overpower the powers of the uh, Olympic Committee are going to determine whether the Russian contingent of the Olympics is going to be allowed due to uh, doping violations or um, being caught red-handed in uh, taking banned substances that um, it's so widespread that are they going to be allowed to participate in the Olympics and percussions. Can there be if they're uh, disallowed or not allowed, I should say? What kind of political repercussions will take place if the Olympic does not allow any Russians to participate? That's an interesting um, dilemma that they fall into because that's not just going to affect the country of Brazil. Okay. And we'll talk about that because I got some issues with them too. Um, but worldwide animosity that's not already there, but it will increase if Russia is banned by all these other countries from participating in the 2016 Summer Olympics. Very interesting to think about. And in all his his glory, who's not a favorite of the United States, and everybody knows that, and he is uh, a very polarizing individual, uh, to a lot of countries uh, other than Russia, and even in the Russian, uh, the uh, country of Russia. Uh, and uh, I don't know if uh, if it the. Let me see if I can find out if a ruling has come down or if it's still in the process of happening, because. I do believe, uh, and I'm not a Russian, but I do believe that if they aren't allowed to participate, any of them allowed to participate in the uh, Summer Olympics, that uh, quite naturally it won't go over too well. Um, and uh, I don't know, it's, it could be... You can go two ways. Already, probably, already the heads are rolling in Russia, whoever um, is in charge of the medical team in Russia, for one, who is ever in charge of these athletes in Russia, 
and the athletes themselves are all on uh, um, probably on eggshells uh, because of what has taken place and the position that these individuals as a group or separately country of Russia in. So Well, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to find out if if uh, oh, if I'm reading this right, oh, okay. If I'm reading this right, I should have looked at this before I read it. I'm looking at a. article oh from what i understand here i'm looking at a the daily mail which is a uk if i'm not mistaken a uk um 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 newspaper and it headlines is that the entire 387 athletes of the russian team will be banned from competing at the Rio Olympics as a punishment for their country's state-sponsored doping program. 387 athletes who have trained over the years because it's every four years, the Olympics, trained over the years for their shot to be an Olympic medalist, whether it's gold, silver, or bronze, 387 of those athletes, the whole Russian team. Can you believe that? According to well-placed sources, the International Olympic Committee will punish all 387 Russian sportsmen and women in the strongest possible way after revelations of the country's state-sponsored doping program shocked the world. Country's corrupt track and field stars have already banned from the games and last week lost a desperate legal challenge to overturn that decision. But today's ruling, the most momentous in Olympic history, will see Russia's medal hopes in cycling, judo, wrestling, and all other disciplines excluded from the competition, competition in the wake of the scandal. The controversy involved President Vladimir Putin's ministry handing out cocktails of steroids and covering up tainted urine samples ahead of the 2012 London Olympics, as well as excluding Russian athletes from the forthcoming games. Senior IOC figures are also advocating a ban (laughs) for the 2018 Winter Olympics in South Korea. An Olympics insider told the MOS the IOC want to ban Russia to show doping is an assault on the whole sport. A small number of Russian athletes who train abroad subject to stringent anti-doping procedures and demonstrably free of Russia's fear of corruption may may be offered a lifeline to compete in Rio under a neutral flag. Ooh, I don't know if Russia's going to go for that. It is understood that the committee based in Lusane 
Switzerland will ask each international federation, the bodies responsible for individual Olympic sports, to examine the personal merits of potential Russian athletes to assess whether they can compete at exceptional cases. Two have already received dispensation to compete in Brazil. Yulia Stepanova, the 800-meter runner and a key whistleblower in the doping scandal, and a long jumper, Daria Klishina, who is based and tested in Florida. Wow. A fellow Russian, a whistleblower? You know her name is, is, is she's, she's number one on the trader chart. <coughs> That's for sure. A spokesman for the IOC said the IOC executive board is meeting tomorrow to discuss the petition participation of Russian athletes in Rio. We intend to send a statement with the decision just after the proceedings. The IOC's bombshell decision is likely to enrage Putin, but it's unclear whether he and other Russian dignitaries will boycott the games. Well, if you if you only got a select few and a select few are whistleblowers or or under a neutral flag they won't fly under the Russian flag you think he's going to attend I wouldn't there's no way that'd be an insult that would be an insult one of them a whistleblower now quite naturally we always want people to come forward when they they see a, a wrong and make it right but you and I both know whistleblowers are frowned upon by the people they blow blow the whistle on. And quite naturally, twofold, tenfold, I should say, if it's somebody that's a, a Russian, a, a, a native Russian, they could never go back to their country. I would, no way. Because they wouldn't survive. They, there's no way they'd be they're, they're ostracized right now. They're considered a traitor right now, in my opinion, probably. I'm not saying they are, but in the eyes of those they blew the whistle on, they're considered a traitor. And more than likely, Putin. Why would Putin want to go see one, a, a whistleblower who blew the whistle on the rest of the 387 Olympic, uh, I mean, uh, um, athletes, Russian athletes, the she. She and it was just she that got banned. Why would he want to go see her participate and cheer her on? No way. So you could best believe what other athletes are coming. Uh, there's no way. One's based in Florida. The other one's in another country. They're away from Russian control. And uh, are going to uh, participate because, like I said earlier, they worked over a period of years to get to the point to be ready to participate in this Summer Olympics. Huge disappointment for for the over almost 400 other athletes from Russia that won't be able to participate, didn't base themselves in Russia, didn't um, train in Russia. Like I said, they trained abroad. They were outside of Russia. 
So you got to think that those individuals are really frowned upon. And it's going to fly on the neutral flag? All I can say is, wow. That's, that's simply amazing that uh, that would happen. Anyway, <clears throat> um, what else I wanted to talk about in the, for the Olympics is this. The medical issue. There's more than one issue I want to talk about in g- going to Rio. The first thing I want to talk about I don't know what's more important, but I'll, I'll, I'll hit one and hit, and hit the other. <clears throat> the Zika virus, who's made its way over here. And months ago, I'm pretty sure everyone in this United States and you're my, the listeners are listening to me, know about the Zika virus <clears throat> and how bad it can be for women that who are pregnant. You've seen the pictures of the type of damage it can do uh, when a baby is uh, born with a woman that's been infected with the Zika virus. And you're going to Brazil. And for those who don't know, for those who don't realize, there's a lot of Um, things happen in that in um, in Olympic villages, whether it's winter or summer Olympics, between athletes, between high energy, top fit athletes, male and female. If you know what I mean. And also, going to a country that you know that the Zika, the Zika mosquito or the mosquito that carries the Zika virus is alive and kicking is very will be a very apprehensible thing for any athlete, male or female, but especially females, to deal with. Not to speak, not to even think about or talk about when I'm talking about it. Fans, female fans, and I hate to single out one particular gender, but it's that gender that's going to get affected the most. They're the childbearers. They're the ones that, and, and I'm not downgrading them, I'm just stating a fact. They're the childbearers. So if you have any inclination that you are pregnant, And most people won't do this, but to me, it makes sense. To me, it makes sense. If you have any idea or thought that you may be pregnant and you want to go to Brazil to see the Summer Olympics, see if you're pregnant before you go to see if you are pregnant. Because you are putting your your child in jeopardy if you are pregnant. And go over there. Now, that opens up another can of worms. Let me put it this way. If you're pregnant, 
and still go over there and acquire the Zika virus and then have a child that is affected by that virus, can you legally be held liable? Can you legally be held liable for that? In my opinion, you should be because you knew that going in that if you're a woman that is pregnant going to a country that has it that has a mosquito that carries a virus that can damage your child, your unborn child. And well, quite naturally when you bear it, it you'll see the damage. Can you be held liable for that? I would think you could. Because the fact is, you had a choice. You had a choice. And you chose to put, you chose to, you in in, in front of uh, your child. With probably the thought process, it'll never happen to me. That won't happen to me. And usually those who say that, that's the one, that's, that's who it happens to. And then you'd be the first one to cry and weep and have all kind of remorse when you could have avoided it in the first place. So understand that. Guys, if you think your lady friend or ladies or wives or girlfriend or whatever may be pregnant, and you're thinking about going to the uh, Brazilian Summer Olympic Games in Rio, think twice. Take a test. See if you're pregnant. Pregnant, no problem. Let's go. Pregnant, why take the chance? We stay here. We can watch it on TV. We don't have to have the uh, thought. That we, you may get bit by a mosquito that carrying that virus. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And the other thing I'm, I'm, I'm uh, wanted to talk about in the summer in the Summer Olympics is the security. You got countries from all over the world. Descend upon Rio and the times you see that there's been attacks in, in France. There's been a de- recent attacks in, in Germany. Coup has been turned down in Turkey. Uh, random attacks from individuals either here or abroad. Security has to be the utmost. You have high-profile athletes coming from all over the world to compete. For medal. And if I'm not mistaken, the security for this Summer Olympics it has been scrutinized after terror arrests. I got an article here that I want to read. <clears throat> it published by uh, Thomas Barabi 
um, foxbusiness.com. Uh, it it, it uh, goes like this. As Brazilian officials scramble to prepare for the hundreds of thousands of tourists traveling to Rio de Janeiro for the 2016 Olympics, the recent lone wolf terror attacks in Orlando and France have renewed concerns about the cash-strapped Rio state's ability to secure key revenues. And I meant to mention that. Um, <clears throat> Brazil, especially Rio de Janeiro, is not the most financially stable city. Local police arrested 10 people in 10 states across Brazil on Thursday for purportedly pledging allegiance to the Islamic State group and communicating through social media about a potential attack during the Summer Olympics. That's what I'm talking about. Authorities described the suspects as complete amateurs, but noted that some had attempted to secure weapons, including an AK-47 assault rifle. Now, you have to think that a lot of people security with security experience, especially with the Olympics, especially with dealing with terroristic groups, have descended upon the country of Brazil, specifically Rio de Janeiro, to uh, assist with the Brazilian government, excuse me, government, to ensure that these all these athletes and um, fans and whoever, whoever else associated with the Olympics are well protected. Government Olympic officials have repeatedly stressed that they are adequately prepared to vet travelers and protect tourists. Now, they're going to say that because they want you to come there. What else what are they going to say? We're gonna, we have concerns. We really have concerns. We don't know if we can handle this. They're not going to say that. They're going to say, oh, we prepare for this. More than 85,000 security personnel will be deployed in the streets of Rio, including a large contingent of military police. But Brazil's financial crisis has decimated morale among Rio's civil police forces, groups of whom have gone on strike to protest poor working conditions and delayed paychecks. And that's a problem. I heard about that a few weeks ago. Because of the dysfunction of the government in Rio de Janeiro, delayed paychecks, police forces going on strike with two weeks to go until the start of the Olympics. I think it starts the 5th, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere around there. Brazil faces an evolving terror threat with security forces that may lack adequate training or funding. That's key on funding. They're not going to do this for nothing during this period, threat period. This is a quote. During this threat period, having an event such as the Olympics in the United States with the advanced system of policing that we have would be difficult. John Cohen, a former counterterrorism coordinator at the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and professor at Rutgers University in New Jersey, told FoxBusiness.com. In a place like Rio, he goes on, in a place like Rio, where crime is epidemic, corruption is e- epidemic, and there are other challenges facing police, it's going to be even more complicated. 
This is not the most stable place to have Olympics, to have all these countries, um, some of them Islamic countries, and I'm not downing the Islamic countries, but some of those Islamic countries who have uh, representatives, not representatives of the country, but come from that country, that are involved with terroristic groups that want to disrupt, want to spoil, want to kill others to make a state make a statement just like they've done in this United States just like the, the, they've done in Europe just like they've done in their own countries or other uh, um islamic countries so in a place that's got like i say total i would say total but a, a lot of dysfunction in it money Strikes from police, high crime rate, problem. And as an athlete, you don't want to be worrying about that things like that. You don't want any kind of distractions. You want to be able to just compete and get the hell out of there. Whether you get a medal or not, quite naturally, most of them won't get a medal. There's only three in each event that get a medal. So most of, most of them won't get a medal, but you you got to be in it to win it. To you got to be able to compete with your chance. You may, you may come out with the best the best time distance, the best performance that you've ever done in your whole life. But you want to be able to do that, excuse me, without any distractions. Mind free from anything else but what your task is at hand. Other parts of the country's security apparatus have come under increased scrutiny as well. A Wall Street Journal report found that this week that government contractors have hired just 1,500 of the 7,000 people needed to screen spectators for weapons at stadium entrances. Only 1,500 out of 7,000. Many of those hired reportedly lacked adequate training or security experience. So of the 1,500, only 1,500 of the 7,000 that are needed, and those people aren't aren't adequately trained or don't have enough security experience, what are you grabbing these people off the street? You're a security person. This is what you need to do. Bang, 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 bang. Or one one two one or two day course, and that's it. But Olympic stadiums are, are only part of the problem. Terrorists are increasingly conducting attacks on less obvious targets, such as restaurants, hotels, and public transportation systems. It's a logistical nightmare. Let me put it that way, people. You don't even have to conduct an attack at one of the venues to bring visibility to your cause. Cohen said, you could go and do an active shooter type of attack at a restaurant in Rio, like, it, like they did in France. And because Rio is on the international stage, that's going to bring a significant amount of attention to somebody who's carrying out an attack on behalf of some ideological cause. Just what I was talking about. Huge. This is, this is, this is huge. Now, I know... The Zika virus, that's, that can be a problem, and, it's, and, and particularly a problem 
with women that are pregnant. You're talking about lives here. And I'm not discounting a, a life of a pregnant woman or uh, their kids, their kids' lives. I'm, but you're talking about instant elimination of someone from a terrorist, as they did in, in Germany, as they did in France. Despite financial strains that led Rio state governor to declare a state of emergency this year, the Brazilian government is teaming with international intelligence agencies to staff a counterterrorism center tasked specifically with assessing threats to the Olympics. Authorities have increased checks at local airports and deployed officers at public places like beaches. Coordination between Brazilian authorities and outside intelligence services is crucial to establishing the layers of security that can prevent a terrorist attack. The rise of theft, radicalized lone wolf attackers who obtain weaponry and training without direct ties to well-known terrorist groups like ISIS or Al-Qaeda has made it more difficult than ever for governments to detect threats, obviously. Like I said, you've seen what happened in France. You've seen recently what happened in uh, Germany. You and this is a quote from Cohen. This is this is a uh, one of uh, two last quotes that I'm going to give on this article. You have to have fully integrated, highly professional, highly competent security operation, which brings together not only security professionals, but local and national law enforcement authorities who work closely with intelligence and military entities. And the last quote he had, I said, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be lift for Brazil to be able to bring to bear that kind of capability during the Olympics. Lone wolves, not on the radar of anyone. Uh, they come out of nowhere. There is, and I hate to be the bearer of bad news here, and it does. It's not just in Rio; it's worldwide. Lone Wolf, no affiliation that anyone has known about. Just his own thought process, with the ability of obtaining a assault rifle, and the opportunity, wherever it may be, because people are everywhere. And all it takes is one guy, as we see in Orlando, as we see in Dallas, as we see in Baton Rouge, as we see in Germany, as we see in France. Uh, and ho- I'm not, hopefully I'm not leaving other people out. It's not intentional. Lone Wolf. Takes upon himself. Whatever mind, thought, whatever uh, uh, thought process he has turns him to taking an assault rifle and going into a public place regardless of where it's at hotel right on the street uh, restaurant wherever it could be a beach who knows people are everywhere all it takes is opportunity and opportunity is out there because all you have to do is walk in where a group of people are if you have bad intentions you can carry them out, unfortunately. It's impossible. It's impossible. And I hate to say, to say this. I hate to be the bearer of bad, uh, bad news, but that's literally impossible to prevent. 
group of people associated with whatever group, terrorist group, more than likely has been on the radar, been infiltrated, intelligence has been um, obtained, and have, have a better chance of stopping a group like that. But a lone wolf who comes out of nowhere with no affiliation that, you, that is known to any intelligence agency, you can't stop. You can't stop until it's too late. Until it's too late and lives are lost. And when you get into a place like Brazil, who's got a financial crisis going on in, in, in Rio de Janeiro, who's got problems funding their own police force, problems funding their own security. And the security that they put in place are not properly trained or have the type of experience to deal with situations that may arise. It's a, it's a bad recipe it's the recipe for disaster. This has got to be one of the most, and especially in these trying times, this has got to be one of the most, dating back from probably the 72, the most tense Olympics that Olympians have to go to knowing that where they're going, there's threats of obtaining the Zika virus. um, If you happen to be a pregnant woman, threats on spectators, let me put it this way, threats on anyone, whether you're a spectator or a participant or um, whatever um, level you're involved in Olympics tense because the fact is that the terrorist threats this is a, I hate to say it like this I know I keep on saying that but this is a target of opportunity and I'm, and I'm hoping and praying that enough security is put in place that we don't have a catastrophic event happen. But you're going to get a mass amount of people, extraordinary, extraordinarily amount of people coming from, coming from worldwide, worldwide descending on Rio de Janeiro and in two weeks, you better be ready Rio, you better be ready because once they're there, it's your responsibility to keep them safe. Your responsibility to keep them safe. It's the government of Brazil to keep them safe. So you have to pull out all the stops. If you have to inconvenience people, it's the sign of the times. Just People just have to deal with it. That's plain and simple. 
If they have to inconvenience people, so be it. What would you rather have, inconvenience or lose your life? Think about it. Inconvenience or lose your life. All right. And you got millionaires playing in the Olympics. Basketball players, all them basketball players are millionaires. All right. I'm going to take a break for a couple minutes, catch my breath, and uh, we'll be back. Victor Gardner began the fantasy sports and politics brand with the idea of combining two of his passions into a radio show. He then learned that politics were 95% of sports. When you tune into the Fantasy Sports and Politics show every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, Mr. FSP himself, Vic Gardner, and Jerry, the master tailor, will go over the weekend sports, prep you for your upcoming fantasy games, and spark a debate politicians would love to hear. That's the FSP show every Saturday at 1 p.m. on blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K. You can listen at spotonradio.web.com after the show as it streams 24-7-365 for other informative programs as well. Information, motivation, variety. Thursday night is the right time to kick back and listen to the FSP Crew Show as they break down the weekend sports and prepare you for Thursday night football. 8 p.m. Eastern, just before the game starts, Jerry the Master Taylor hosts the show with Jeff the Joker Goldberg and Mike the Bookie Monster Wright. The three gentlemen debate and discuss a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of everything on the FSP Crew Show every Thursday night on blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K, 8 p.m. Eastern. You can listen at spotonradio.webs.com after the show as it streams 24-7-365 and listen to other informative programs as well. Information, motivation, variety. All right, people, I'm back. And uh, we're going to move it from the Olympics. I know I talk quite a bit on Olympics, but I, I thought that was a important thing to talk about for me for, for today. I uh, just ha- had it up in my head that um, that uh, these um, big-time athletes from all over the world um, are going to descend on Rio, and I don't think they're ready for it. Um, they can say all they want, but I don't think they're ready for it. And, and uh, we'll have to wait and see, uh, unfortunately. It hopefully, if n- nothing um, uh, tra- tragic happens. All right, let's move on to a... A, another serious note. Um, now, all all of you have heard that, uh, and this is in the NFL because I have to talk about this. Two things: one is uh, that uh, Le'Veon Bell, a one of the best, if not the best, running back, and that, that's disputable. The, the uh, one of the best running backs, if not the best running back in the NFL, missed more than one. Drug test. And when you do that, that's automatically automatically listed as a failed test, which comes with the uh, penalty of four games. Right off the bat, no if, and, or, buts. I mean, you have, the, you have the right to appeal, 
and he's in that process right now to appeal to see if he can get it reduced, but he's going to miss some games. Um, and this is not the first time he's gone down this road of uh, failed drug tests. You see, you would think these guys making millions of dollars, and this is, I think this is the last year of a rookie contract, if I'm not mistaken. He's, that he's coming off an injury, a pretty bad injury to his knee. So he, he's, he, it may not be, may not been ready for the beginning of the um, year, regular season um, games, but this is going to give him more than enough time to heal up, uh, for, give him an extra month, four weeks, if the appeal is held, upheld. And I think it will be because the fact is, it's not just like he missed one failed drug test. I mean, one uh, test, it's multiple. So he had more than one opportunity because of his past history of um, getting suspended for um, failing a drug test or smoking pot or whatever, that he would get tested more often. I think that comes with the CBA. I think that's, that's one of the stipulations, that you're, you're liable to get tested more often than the normal person. And most of these guys know when the test is going to take place. The guys that are in this program, I think they, they, they have random tests, so may, they not, may not know. But if you know that you're in this protocol, that it's a possibility you can get tested at any time, or that there's certain times that you do get tested, why are you doing it? You're jeopardizing millions of dollars. And I'll speak about a guy that jeopardized millions of dollars. You jeopardized millions of dollars. Now he's going to miss four games. The Rooney family is not to be played with. Regardless of who you are, they'll get rid of your ass. If you don't do what you're supposed to do and get some compensation to make up for it and move on. Don't want all that drama. Don't need all that drama. Speaking of drama, Ezekiel Elliott is accused of domestic violence. Quite naturally, he denies attacking his girlfriend, says he's got proof on his cell phone that his girlfriend set him up. Because he broke up with ex-girlfriend, and that's the reason why, because his ex, he broke up with her, and she, she is seeking retribution. She's going to seek revenge, I should say. You break up with me, these are the consequences are going to happen if you break up with me. He broke up with her, and now it's come out. She's shown bruises. She's had... Bruises saying on on more than one occasion he threw her across the room, dragged her or whatever. She had bruises on her neck, on her legs, arm. Where they come from? They're saying they come from Ezekiel. Ezekiel says, I got proof she said she's going to set me up. She, so it more or less is this. 
I'm going to, if you get break up with me, I'm going to ruin your career and you'll never play football again. See what happened with Ray Rice? And I'm just saying that. And she probably was thinking that because the last time somebody did something like that and they had proof, visible proof, not like Ray Rice had with video proof, but physical proof of bruises and things. And as sensitive and, and without a doubt, Rightfully so. The NFL is. They uh, don't play. And if it's something like this, you better have some strong stuff coming because before his career starts, it could be ended. Could be ended. Just like that. Before his career starts, it could be ended. So we have to wait and see, to see that drama play out. And then last but not least, a favorite when he first came out, and he proved me right when I played with when I had him in fantasy football a few years back. Another guy that can't seem to stay off the pot or stay out of trouble happens to be a friend of Johnny Manziel, and I'm not saying that in a, uh, a negative way or a positive way. I'm just saying Josh Gordon is eligible to apply for reinstatement as of the 1st of August. As you know, he's uh, failed several uh, drug tests, and which the last one abandoned for the whole uh, 2015 season. And then things didn't go too well uh, this early part of the spring in April, May. And the NFL decided, you come back, uh, around this time, August 1st, and, he, and if things are straight, and he met with the commission in the last few weeks. Um, so all things are set up that he'd be able to re- be, uh, not reinstated, but apply for a reinstatement as of August 1st. Hopefully. He's lear- finally learned his lesson. Guy with a ton of talent. Young guy. That maybe you found out that if you want to make those millions, you got to stay away from the weed, man. Otherwise, you're not playing in this NFL. You're not. You got to play within the rules of the NFL, not your rules. Look at your boy Johnny Manziel. How screwed up he is. Time in, time, time in, time out. Dealing with one kind of drug or another. Not on any team. Completely. I mean, he's released from any team. So he can go anywhere. You can't, Josh. They still, they haven't released you. They're still, they still believe in you. Otherwise, they would have totally released you and then you are, would be a free agent. Johnny Manziel's a free agent. That's how bad it got. They still believe in you. Still, you have a shot. Hugh Jackson says, you come back, you have a clean slate. You couldn't come back for, to a better coach than Hugh Jackson. I'm a big admirer of Hugh Jackson. I think that it would be a great fit. He would do wonders for Josh Gordon. If you want a reclamation project, 
there's, there's a, a few coaches that you would go to. Bruce Arians, one of them. Hugh Jackson's another. And I would have to say that going to Hugh Jackson is a great thing. And last but not least, we talk some politics. This past week, we've gone and, and, and for those of you who've been watching the political arena, seeing the Republican National Com- Convention. Bring up. I should say bring up, but nominate for their candidate for the presidency of this United States, Donald Trump. Now, I've talked from the beginning, from the very beginning, when there were 17 candidates in the Republican Party, that the worst one, the absolute worst one, who, who uh, spews divisive language out of his mouth constantly from the beginning until this present day is Donald J. Trump. And he's the one that the Republican Party has for running for president. Now, they're holding those. Some, a lot of them are being hypocritical of the fact is um, they seemingly, for whatever reason, overlook some of the uh, racially, in char- in char- uh, racially charged words that come out of Donald Trump's mouth. Or uh, or gender bashing or um, bashing disabled people. I mean, you name it, he's, he's run, run the gamut. Or religious bashing. You name it, he's bashed it. And it's overlooked. In fact, it seems like in um, energized a lot of the Republican Party. Now, I always believed that the Republican Party was not minority-friendly. Now, we still we do have a small percentage that are in the Republican Party of minorities. I, I understand that. But for the most part, over the last, oh, my God, Decade at least, if not longer. We've all known that the Republican Party is not minority friendly. Well, it's all come out from the dark into the light. Takes me back to the 60s, to the 70s, to the early 70s. Are you kidding me? Unbelievable what, what, what the type of um, language and words are coming out. And, and you know what? 
and I truly believe this, and I truly believe this to this day, and I, and I won't forget it, that because of the rhetoric and because of what Donald J. Trump has been saying, it gives a license to others to say, come out and say the same thing. Stephen King, first day of the Republican National Convention, came out and said, and, and, and I'm paraphrasing you, I, I may not have exactly right, and this is, you can look this up on YouTube, Congressman Stephen King, or Steve King from Iowa, same, came out and said, what subgroup has contributed to Western or Eastern or European civilization? Meaning, the only ones that have contributed to any of those civil, civilizations were white. And I'm not making that up. He actually said that. Subgroups, meaning anybody that's not white, it's a subgroup, meaning they're below the white person. And he said that on national TV in front of millions of people and was serious. Didn't backtrack. He was serious the type of language that's coming out of the Republican Party. And they reap what they sow. They have, perpetuate, they have been perpetuating this for the longest, and now it's come it's just like a pimple. Just like a pimple. Pimple grows and grows and grows, and sooner or later what sits on top of that pimple is a head. And it's come to a head and the Republican Party can't turn it back because it, they brought it on themselves. Thank you for joining me. Enjoy the rest of this hot, hot weekend. See you again on next Sunday. And next Sunday, I start my fantasy analysis with quarterbacks. 